Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 263 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Uh, we're back in the car. Back in the car, because I, don't know, I, just, I just feel comfortable. I'm outside my house. So I was left my house to come into car. Into, into car. That, that, that went right north, and then it went Yorkshire. Into car. Um, but yeah, I left the house. They go, into car. Uh, even walked through the rain. I was taking the bin out and the car was near us. So I just thought, let me just jump in the car and record the pod. It is uh, Sunday. It's Sunday the, um, the 13th of Feb. Happy Valentine's weekend to you and your special person, to you and your side person. Um, shout out to the people who have the logistical wherewithal to to have a side person i mean well done to you i don't have that skill i wouldn't be able to do it i, I don't know how you do it like how do you have the time how do you have the time hey eh? to, to be ma- maintaining two relationships like, how does anyone do that like you can't be can you really be achieved anything in life if you're if you're maintaining two relationships a lot of people will struggle to maintain just the one, but you're out there maintaining two. If you've got a successful career as well, hobbies, you go to the gym, all of that, then wow, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. But <laughs> but no, man, I always wondered that, you know, if you Valentine's Day on the weekend, so it's on a Monday, so you can take, yeah, that, that helps you spread it out, right? Whereas if your Valentine's Day falls on the weekend, you can't say to your actual you know, wife or husband or, you know, significant other, ah, oh, no, we'll celebrate it on, on on the Friday. We'll celebrate it on the Monday. Valentine's Day is on Saturday. We're going to celebrate on the... You can't do that, right? But, you know, if it, if it falls in midweek, then, yeah, you can give the weekend to one, you can give the actual day to someone else, and you could just put lotion on whatever situation you're making to make it work. That, that's what I... So I think, anyway. But um, yeah, how's your week been, people? My week, my week's been decent, um, comedy-wise, I suppose. Um, oh, so I tell you something, but then it's like you guys don't care, you don't know. But um, well, basically, at the comedy store, I performed at the comedy store on, th- on Thursday, did a ten-minute open spot, and basically, you do these spots to progress, right? It's just what it's like to get to comedy clubs. You don't just walk into top comedy clubs. This is you know, one of the top ones, maybe the top one in London. It's the one that people know, right? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, um, actually, what else happened this week? Actually, no, big at the start of the week, I met with, with, uh, with my management, because that's what I have now. I have the Avalon guys, and we set out what the, the strategy, the objectives are. Um, and so, I guess, you know, I could say that it's, the, the, the plan is Edinburgh, 2023 i'll be taking a show up to edinburgh in 2023 that that's the plan i've got to manage my life to do that so i've got to somehow make that work with a day job i've got to somehow make it work i could be in edinburgh in 2023 um you're hearing it here on the pod so you know when you see it happen you know it's been planned from now it's not 2022 why um even though i have a show idea you know i have about 20 minutes of that show why rush it? Why rush it? Um, so, you know, let's make sure we get a really good sharp there. And in that time, it's to get me gigging, get me into clubs uh, and get my name out there, really. That's what it's going to be. That That's what it's gonna, that's the plan. So when it goes, when we get up there in the lead up 
2023 there's we're going to have a buzz about my name and we, we're going there to take awards all right we're not going up there for fun we go up there to take awards snatching weaves snapping necks all right <laughs> snatching industry weaves that's what we're going to be doing when we go up there um that's 2023 until then uh you'll just see me around gigging around the country and stuff like already uh march i'll be in in uh, hereford april dorchester uh june shoreham no july shoreham on sea right i'm going to counties i've never gigged before i mean i've never ever been to herefordshire or hereford before there's no reason to uh and then i've been to dorset because i've done bournemouth gigs and um but I've never been to Sussex to gig, but I've been to Brighton before, right? So yeah, so we're going around, get that name around. People see him, like, fucking hell, he's good, who's he? Who's this guy? Fucking hell, he's funny. That, that's that's the plan. So then um, Thursday, I was at the comedy store, uh, so doing ten minutes there. And what it is to get into the comedy store, to even get the open spot, you have to win the King Gong. King Gong is a gong show where you're literally the crowd are given three red cards. And you have five minutes to survive. Um, if they don't like you, they can literally put their card up for any reason. You've got the bloody MC on the side of the stage in full visibility, uh, laughing or making faces at your crap jokes or your good ones. And you also have Simon on the mic who is talking. Over, he's in the sound booth. Um, he's the technical guy who's talking on the God mic. That's the mic that you know you can hear around theatre. So imagine you get a card and you with one card. So he he's a, introduces people to the stage and stuff. So it's it's crazy. So you're there and he'll say something really funny as you've been booted off. So it creates this frenzy and this hype and this kind of uh, gladiatorial arena where uh, it's a room full of lions and you are not even a gladiator. You're actually just a slave ready to be <laughs> eaten by the lions. And you have to you have to show them I am no slave I am a gladiator, and uh, that's what happens. And I did that and I won in July 2017. To give you an idea of how long it takes, July 2017 I got a five minute open spot. I think I did two of those or three, and then uh, I did I got to ten a ten spot, and then I had my second ten spot for April. 2020 and then something happened in the world that i can't remember what it was can you remember people i don't but uh so this gig i did is my april 2020 spot uh did it and i've now been offered 20 minutes to do there not an open spot 20 minutes so you, uh, that means my face goes on the poster and on the website and and I look like a real comedian. So when people go, you had the comedy store, I didn't see you there. Now people who just like comedy will look at the comedy store and be like, oh, Darren Griffiths. Oh, he's a legit comedian. That's what's happening. So that's what's happened. It's been good. And uh, that's it. That's what we're trying to do. We're going to try and just kick off the doors of these clubs. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my week, comedy-wise. Um, uh, yeah. That's it, really. Uh, some other personal stuff's been going on. Uh, I mean, I do share everything on the pod. Um, probably share it next week because I'm not sure when this will come out and if everyone who needs to know would know. I'd hate for people who listen to my pod to know something before people 
in my family do. So, so yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone will probably find it by now, but yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it next week, and uh, we'll give I'll give it more time as well. Give it more time to actually talk about it properly. Uh, but what has been going on in the world? What has been going on in the world? Well, well, one thing we've learnt. One thing we've learnt is that you cannot kick cats. All right. Don't you boot your cat, you. Don't boot your cat. We've learnt that. Kurt Zuma has learnt that you're not allowed to boot a cat. Um, and it's, it's been a strange and predictable uh, fallout from the cat kicking incidents. You've you've got the you've got a lot of camps. You've got the you got the camp that um, the animal cruelty is the worst thing in the world. Uh, animals are better than humans. You've got this kind of weird self-loathing of uh, humanity. Um, what is it called? It's called uh, it's oh, there's there's misan misanthropic. Is that it? Yeah, you're misanthropic. If you're, I think that's what it means. You you don't like humanity, and. Um, there's a lot of people like that. They think animals are better. I remember one of my mates saying dogs are better than humans. Like, well, how are they better than humans? Dogs never rape. And I was like, that's... I mean... Oh, well, one, dogs don't have any concept of consent, so they can't rape and they can't not rape. And two, humans literally are doctors and nurses and firefighters, right? So dogs aren't. Dogs are police. <laughs> but yeah when you needed help your teacher at school wasn't a dog so like stop it all right don't just pick the worst person of society and go that that's humans i mean what about people fucking spend their life not earning any money trying to research bloody medicine and cures for stuff not the vaccine no no <laughs> that's flagged my podcast because i've said the v word uh but yeah, so you've got that camp. So they're like, they are heartbroken. Um, then you've got the camp who just seem anti-animals. So this wouldn't be antagonistic. It'd be like, by the way, you know that Peter, when they can't house an animal that they rescue, they destroy it. And it's just like, okay, right. Uh, so you've got those guys as well. Then you've got the the, the parallelism. I don't want to call it whataboutism because there's it's parallelism. I suppose, I'm not sure if that's even the word parallelism, but I think you know what it means. It, juxtaposing uh, one topic next to another topic. So a lot of people, because it's football, um, I've seen I've seen people go for uh, Mason Greenwood, go, oh, it'd be nice if people cared about rape as much as they cared about animals. And it's just like, uh, what are you talking about? The guy literally got arrested uh, and had all of his sponsorship taken away. Wow, I've not seen people on social media talk about it. It's like, social media is not the fucking world, okay? I mean, some people, some people, I swear to God, is well, they wouldn't want someone, they wouldn't care if someone got arrested. These wouldn't know, have they been banned from Twitter, though? They ain't been banned from Twitter, then. This country loves rape and kicking cats and you know and racism. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't get. Well, what do you want? 
So I saw people try to pull it against Mason Greenwood, going, oh, it'd be nice to see people be upset about that. Then the racism thing got uh, put next to it, going, oh, is this worse than racism? I don't think it, like, I don't think it is. And it's like, can we just not compare? Like, I, I, as a black person, I get racism's my thing. It's our thing, right? This is the thing that we get most upset about, granted. I think it's a serious thing, racism. Um, and if I didn't think kicking a cat was serious, then don't attach my thing to that. And if I do think my thing's serious, then don't attach my thing to that because my thing stands fine on its own. All right? Like, I don't get it. Like, now, people are saying about, you know, is he being overpunished for what he did? I personally don't give a fuck about animals, yeah? But I don't think he's being overpunished. You can't go around booting your pet <laughs> i don't have any pets because i don't think i'll take care of them and if i did have a pet i don't feel i'd be kicking it though all right i think you should you know people get weird about their dog and their cats they're a part of the family i'm a cat dad i'm a dog dad i'm a dog mum you're weird you're a bloody weirdo all right but i also think that's the level of love you should have for your pets if you do have a pet I know I wouldn't have that level of love. Therefore, I don't have a pet. Right. So to see someone booting their pet to me. Yeah, it's kind of just below booting your own kids. <laughs> All right. And pets don't develop language and stuff. So it's kind of like booting your baby. Now, it's disgraceful behavior. Can we all agree? It doesn't make racism worse or better insignificant or more significant booting a cat in isolation is horrendous and it should be punished punching a cat not so bad <laughs> i'm joking i mean i have punched a cat and i think we're the only people who are allowed to talk about this cats and people who have smacked or kicked a cat now someone who smacked a cat before i think it's terrible uh, let me clear this up i did it when i was 10 or 11 uh I was allergic to cats. I was around my friend's house and their cat kept on jumping on my lap and digging their nail, their, their claws into my thigh. I was like, oh, yeah. I was just being a little bitch. Oh, I don't know how to get the cat off. I didn't want to touch the cats. I didn't want to get cat fur on my hands. I was like, help. And their dad was like, oh, just, just get him off. Just get the cat off. Like, I mean, stop being a wuss. And I was like... I don't want to touch your cat. It's not your stupid cat fur on me. So then I was looking at the cat and I was eyeballing the cat as he was walking around the living room. I was like, it's just me and you, buddy. Me and you. Yeah, if you come near me, I'm ready for you. Like, I'm not watching what's on the screen anymore. And I saw the cat just doing a circle. Look at me. And as it jumped up to go on my lap, pow! Smack the cat. My friend's dad just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I panicked. I panicked. I don't know what to do. Uh, I smacked the cat. That was the first and last time I smacked an animal. And uh, I didn't, didn't feel bad about it at the time. Now, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe they could have done more to keep the cat away from me. Maybe I could have thought of a better way of handling the cat. Right? But. That was me as a child uh, with a fear because of my allergies. This Kurt Zuma thing was just, he thought his banter. He uploaded the video himself. felt like he was caught doing it. He uploaded himself, thought it was funny. Was it one of those ones where it's just like, 
you talk to your friend. He's like, oh, so funny, man. Kurt was smacked his cat, kicked his cat. He's like, you what? So yeah, Kurt kicked his cat. He's like, what are you talking about? And you're just there laughing. Like, no, you don't get it. Like, he kicked his cat. Why are you laughing? It's like, because I don't know. It doesn't sound funny that he kicked his cat. Look, I've got a video. When you see the video, you'll understand how it's funny. And you show them the video and they're still looking at you like, nah, bruv, that's, that's not the one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I mean, it didn't help with the stereotype that black people don't like animals. Um, cause, you know, I don't, uh, you can't be beating your cat. Come on now. So you're a professional footballer as well. You've got powerful footballer legs. Can't be booting cats. But, you know, is it worse than racism? Is it like now the, the, the parallelism, the whataboutism, what you want to call it? Has the reaction from the media, has the reaction from the, uh, the authorities, has the reaction from the clubs been less severe or more severe than racism or, or sexual assault, right? Well, let's, let's, let's look. Um, his club have done nothing, I don't think. I don't think his club's done anything. I think he's been fined. Actually, no, I think his club might have fined him. But he hasn't been suspended. He's not been suspended for his antics. He's been investigated by the police uh, in France. They have an uh, extradition law where I think something like that, you can be taken back to France, be prosecuted. So all that's happened. So he's, he's kind of kicking off for him. Um, so, yeah. He's, he's been punished. He's been punished more severely than, say, sexual assault thing. I don't think so. Uh, I think Mason Greenwood, the reason there wasn't such a big uproar is because it was dealt with very swiftly. Sponsors dropped that guy very quick. Um, now, racism. Um, I guess the only way you can really compare it is if something racist happens recently. Let's say within a year or so. Um now, f- footballers, there hasn't been many footballers who have been convicted of any kind of race, racial crime. Um, like, everyone's talking about John Terry. John Terry wasn't actually convicted of any racial crime. They, they said on, on probability he probably did it, but like his story was like implausible. But they didn't actually have the evidence to say he did racially abuse Anton Ferdinand. Luis Suarez, that happened, but... Guys, we're old. A lot of times passed since the Luis Suarez thing, right? A lot of times passed since then. Um, I know it sounds crazy that maybe people would take racism more seriously now, but I think they would. That Black Lives Matter movement was a seismic shift in attitude towards racism where people know they can't really get away with doing it and they're going to get punished. Um most recent instances of racism in football has been from fans, whether online or in the crowd, not from player to player. So it's really hard to compare. Um, I know instinctively it feels like there's more of an outrage about uh, about the cat thing than, than racism. But I genuinely would like to believe, call me naive or stupid, because if we're going to do like for like, this would be like a player... Filming himself at home doing something racist, like being in blackface, uh, saying something racist, and and then it being released online. I would like to think a club would react to that. I'd like to think the FA react. I'd like to think sponsors 
would probably drop that player. I'm pretty sure they would. Pretty sure they would. Um, I know, and people have been trying to drive these two issues together. Um, and I, I just don't think it's quite the one. I just don't think it's quite the one. I think it's distracting, quite damaging towards the racism thing. I think that's it, really. Um, Chris Kirkland, his comments taken wildly out of context. A wild out of context. Like, I like to give people best faith. Um, I like to take his statements in good faith. Chris Kirkland, people have made out and quoted him as saying that this is worse than racism. And I thought, rah, he said that. What a dickhead. Bun that guy. That's what I thought when I heard that um, state, when I saw that quoted, right? But then um, when I actually saw the video of what he said, I was like, he, he didn't say that. What he actually said was, um, he's, let, oh, let me find, did I, did I, Darren, did you actually prepare yourself and put a link to what Chris Coke? No, I didn't. I just thought I'd talk around it. But what he basically said, he said that um, all the abuse Kurt Zuma's getting, he's brought this on himself. Because he's he's attacked um, a defenseless animal and stuff, you know. So and then he said he listed a few things. Racism was one of them. He listed everything, and he's he's. Oh, I need to find it. I need to find it because I can't be defending this guy, and I'm, <laughs> I can't remember what the hell he said. That makes me a joke. Um, right, Chris Kirkland. Right, let's find it, let's find it. Um, I don't want to see his apology, I want to see... Because it's all... Because in Elder Headlines... Yeah, it says kicking... cats worse than racism. I isn't what he says, but... Um, right, let me... Let me, uh, let me hear what he says. Um, right, what happens here? Because I've got my microphone plugged in. Will that mess things up? Who knows? Let's see. Oh, God. Adverts. All right, I found it. Right, let's go. Let's go. Right, here it is. So as well, because he deserves everything he's going to get. You know, I, I have to obviously, you know, yes, I know they're up there at the minute, but everywhere they go now and everywhere he goes, he's going to be targeted, and rightly so as well, because he deserves everything he's going to get. You know, I, I have to obviously, I'm a big uh, advocate for mental health. And obviously, we need to be careful what I say because it's bound to test Kurt Zuma. But he brought it all on himself mm. by a sickening video. And as I said, I, I'm still in disbelief that West Ham played him last night. I thought that was a, a disgraceful. But again, the, the FA for me, if it was a racism case, the FA have, have, have stepped in, banned players six, ten games, biting six, ten games. What is the, this is worse, if anything? What is the difference? This is against a, a, a defenseless animal that cannot defend themselves so why are the FA have not stepped in to ban him for this as well is is beyond disbelief yeah it'd be really interesting to see how things develop in the coming see I'm so happy that I listened to that because again two weeks in a row backtracking mid pod <laughs> woo so happy I listened to it because I would have been stuck in a hole but um, yeah, so he did actually say this is worse. I swear when I heard it, he's, he, again, when I first heard it, the, the intonation sounded like, you know, mm, do what it is. It's because I've heard his apology. That's why I've heard his apology. I guess in fair, I'll play 
his apology as well, uh, where he clears it up. Let's let's do that. Carbot, carbot, carbot. What are you doing? Come on, you stupid. What is? Why have I been signed out? Right. Hi, just a quick video. I know a lot of people um, seem to be offended. And uh, listen, I totally understand with what I said this morning about uh, obviously the Kurt Zuma situation. Um, obviously, I mentioned racism about if players have been banned before. I know it said that I said it's possibly worse than that. But what I meant was animals can't defend themselves. They've not got a voice. Uh, obviously, as humans have. But listen, racism goes without saying. It's an absolute disgrace. Um, anyone does that should be locked up. People know how I feel about that. I don't have to, to say that. Um, but yeah, it was just in, in the context that animals can't defend themselves and they've not got a voice. So I meant it in that way, not obviously the other way. So hope that clears it up. And uh, yeah, take care, everybody. Yeah, man. Fuck Chris Kirk. <laughs> no, I see, because he's, he's literally doing the thing that I said that I don't want people to do is to put these things together, right? Um, and that's why I had his name written down. I remember now. I started talking like, yeah, no, he's talking about things out of context. It's another topic I've got to talk about. Things being taken out of uh, out of context. But yeah, Chris Curtin, he's on two, he's he's brought the two together, um, and and that's what's antagonistic, and that's what's going to make uh, anti-racism people go, well, why you you know why why are we reacting more to this? Than racism, he's just gone. Why aren't we rats into it? He thinks racism's treated uh, more severely, and so I just don't know why the two have been put together. All right, so happy I listened to that on the pod because, like I said, I wouldn't have had anywhere to go with that point. <laughs> oh man, you just that's what you got to do with the pod, man. You got to self correct, to self right as you're on the pod. Um, Oh, I just, I there's a few other things I want to talk about. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I don't know how long this pod could potentially be. Right. Um, what am I going to fire through these then? So I've got, um, I've got Krista Dick. She got sacked um, as the bloody lead of the Met, the head, the superintendent of the Met, which I think is literally the most conspiratorial thing ever. Has the Met been in a, an absolute uh, state? Of course it has. But don't you find it coincidental that this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, yeah? This moment, what, like, where she's she's getting sacked now, just as the police are investigating Downing Street. Now, what's going to happen is they're going to need to employ a new superintendent of the Metropolitan Police, the investigating uh, body of Downing Street. Who is going to be selecting the new head of the police? It is going to be Pretty Patel who's going to be doing that. Now, how much do you want to bet that this conversation between the new uh, new superintendent and Pretty Patel, do you think this investigation is going to come up? I mean, it's not going to be said directly, but it's going to be said. Like So, you know, there's a lot of pending investigations going on. And we just want to make sure that they are handled properly. And the new superintendent will be like, oh, yes. No, they will be. They will be handled properly. Some will be handled very sternly, like deporting Jamaicans. And then others will be handled, you know, <laughs> some things just can just be left to handle themselves, really. 
watch watch that investigation's fall away i think they don't have to declare what happens in the investigation either watch that fall away had that krista dick i've got zoom i didn't expect to talk about kurt zoom for so long um also adele she's proud to be a woman and that's um made the world kick off no it hasn't no it hasn't right i literally read an article that's talking about online has kicked off because she says she's proud to be a woman because they recategorized artists of the year she wanted she liked female artists of the year she goes i like being a woman i'm proud to be one proud of us and the crowd all cheered but then online so she's a turf oh no adele's a turf and this article is trying to make out that now adele is you know facing cancellation how when you literally watched it live and saw people cheering i'm telling you a lot of this cancel culture is made up in people's heads no one's being cancelled no one's forcing apologies it's just fear of the individual like the wiley thing with uh rashford and lingard no one asked them to apologize no one forced them to apologize they just thought oh, 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 i've got a few bad tweets oh, i've lost my bollocks i'm going to apologize uh, i'm gonna get can't no one's trying to cancel you i can guarantee you, you just let that pass You've got a fucking rapist in your team. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that shit would have just blown away. United have lost. It was just blown away. It wouldn't have mattered. But people's go, uh, 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 there's one negative tweet. I, I, I need to issue an apology. It's different if it's like, all right, it's literally your club saying you need to say something. But no, no, no but no one is. No one cares. Literally, no one gives a shit. Like, you got to remember that, like, the average age of people online, like, tweeting and Instagram, it's like seven. You know what I mean? They're about seven years old. Like, who gives a fuck what they think? <laughs> I mean, who cares? So, if you're older, you've lived your life outside of the bloody internet. Doesn't matter. People just write things, rising pressure to to sack this person. There's growing pressure to... From who? Just type it, it's growing pressure. Shut up. I can't wait to get famous and someone try to cancel me and I just ignore the shit out of it. Darren, you have any comments about this? No. Move it on. That's it. I mean, actually, until... Maybe if there's... Journalists outside my house don't have got any comment about it. Then maybe a cancellation's coming. But while people tweeted online, give a shit. Anyway, another one. Talking about race. First blacks. <laughs> first, you've got Mike McDaniel, the first black coach of, uh, of, of... Is he first black head coach of the Dolphins? Is that his, is that his, uh, is that his thing? Let, let, me, let, me, let me find this guy. Uh, Mike McDaniel. Uh, let, let's 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 do a bit of proper. Mike McDaniel. He is. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he's the. Is he the first? What was his actual? What's his actual? I don't know what what he actually. Is he meant to be... Uh, is, is he the first? I can't remember. 
What's the actual? See, because all this other shit's come up about it now, I don't actually know what the original story was. That was he actually meant to be the first black coach? I don't know what he was meant to be. But anyway, people are having a go at him uh, because he basically hasn't said he's black. Yeah, white people said, you ain't white, you're black. You're the, you're the first black coach of the Dolphins or something, or he's, he's the new black coach of the Dolphins. And, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not black, by the way. I, I don't really identify as a as a race. And people are like, you what? You're, you're ashamed to be black? That's because you white. Black people are like, you white. White people are like, you black. <laughs> we got to let... Uh, biracial people be biracial people okay we, we've got to let them be biracial this guy's getting dragged right online the pressure online says what i was just talking about that doesn't actually matter i'm now about to use that to evidence what i'm talking about do you see the hypocrisy of this podcast it's unreal um, <laughs> oh a guy gets all his news on twitter go twitter's not real shut up darren Right, it's been very odd to tell you the truth this idea I, of identifying as something um you know i think people identify me as something but i identify as a human being uh, it, it, and my dad's black so whatever you want to call it um i know there's a lot of people with a shared experience but it doesn't make you know it, i'm just it's weird that it comes up because the the you know I've I've just tried to um, be a good person and I think I think my background opens my eyes a little bit. Um, I don't have any um, real experience with with racism because you know I I think you identify me as something close to I don't know, um, but. I know my, my mom experienced it when she uh, married my dad. I know my dad experienced it, and that's in my family. But um, I guess that makes me a, a, a human being that can identify with other people's problems. I know, Chris. Right, so if you don't know what this guy looks like, Google Mike McDaniels. He's basically a white-passing biracial guy. Now, the way he talks about this, it makes perfect sense to me. He's a guy who's not experienced racism because he's probably been treated like a white guy for the whole of his life. So therefore, he's managed to have the ability to be treated like a human being because that is literally privilege. Yeah, that's nothing for him to be ashamed of or him to be apologetic about. Yeah, you get to be treated when it comes to the, the spectrum of or through the paradigm of race, you get to be treated like a human being, as an individual. When you're when you're white or passed as white, same as when it comes to sexism uh, or sex as a man. You know, when you're straight, all that stuff. When you're straight, you can have all these different personalities. Straight. When you're gay, you're just gay. All right. So it's it's that it's that what he's talking about. That's literally the evidence of that. People trying to get at him for saying that uh, I I don't advise a human being. Um, but my dad's black. There's people keep misquoting him. They keep on hearing that and saying, but my dad's black. He didn't say, but my dad is black. He said, and my dad is black. And he puts a big pause in there, right? As if to say, look, I, race isn't a thing for me. Like, I'm just me. And yeah, my dad's black. Like, that's, I mean, he could have said, and my mum is white as well. But 
the point is America has this one drop legacy where because he's got a bit of black in him, he's black. And this way it gets dumb because his dad's class is black. I bet his dad's biracial. And because his dad's biracial, he's black. And then he's black and his kid's black. If a black guy has a kid, then the kid's black. And even the kid comes out looking like this guy, right? It's like, he's black. It's like, but is he? Like, it gets to the point where you're saying words that doesn't actually match your eyes. The guy doesn't look black. All right? It's, it's, it really is a footnote in his life. Like, it's just a, oh, my dad's, my dad's mixed race. Like, he's not being treated as a black guy in the streets. And he doesn't feel like he's treated that way. And he doesn't identify like that. I don't see what the problem is. It's this really weird thing with, like, inter- um, you know, mixed people. That they have to identify as one thing or... They have to, you know what I mean? They have to act in a certain way. And I've, I've said this. A lot of people who are mixed race, you know, we say they're confused. But I think they're not. I think just the world is a bit confused. They don't have to categorise them. They have these terrible forms that just are not not fit to identify human beings and stuff. It's like, I need to put you in some kind of category. For why? Stats. <laughs> it's like... It's like, why? Why? Why do you actually need to know if I'm black or not? Just stats. I need to report what percent of black people are here. Okay. Alright, I'm black then. I mean, it wasn't ma- like, this thing doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And then you've got, um, they got Kenny Curtis, who's the first black, uh, what was it, first black athlete at the Winter Olympics for skeleton for the US. She looked same as this guy. Her dad's biracial. Her mum's white. She's the first black. And again, it's like, come on. It's a thing of, do fair, she identifies herself as black. Fine. Identify herself as black. But again, has, has the world treated you in such a way? Maybe it has. And if it has, fair enough. Hats off. Be black. Identify as black. But it's just like, it's, it's the thing of, you, you just got to allow just biracial people or you know, whatever mix they are just to, you know, just get on with it. Just get on with it, man. And just, like, it's just this push and pull between black or, black or white people. It's like, one of ours, no, nah, it's one of yours. <laughs> and there's, and like, more recently, it's a thing of, nah, and ESM guys are talking about this. It always used to be this. This this how it went. White people would be like, one of yours. If you've got a bit of black in them, they're one of yours. And black people would go, they're one of ours. And then recently, more black people have gone, they're not one of ours. They're over there in the mixed category. And then when the mixed person goes, fine, I'm mixed. Black people go, oh, so you're not black then. He's like, you literally didn't let me into the party. And so it's just, it's just, it's just getting dumb. It's getting proper dumb. Um, but yeah, but like I said, his, his interview, though, people really trying to force this guy to be, you know, super happy to be the first black, whatever he is. And he's just like, I just don't, I've never thought of myself as black. Like, look, he's literally like, look at my face. Why would I? You know what I mean? He's probably seen the racism his dad's got and got and either gone, 
I haven't got that best faith argument. I ain't got that. So how can I identify as that? Or he's like, I don't fancy any of that. But either way, just like if it hasn't been his reality, it hasn't been his reality, man. So, no, but he says he's proud to be biracial and he's not, but is he biracial? I guess he's two races. doesn't have to be an equal amount, right? So I guess he's biracial. Um, even if it is 25%, 75%. But like, what, what does it even mean? What does it even mean? For me, what matters is your upbringing and your appearance. And uh, I think that's really it. Like, genetics is good, but it's about upbringing and appearance, really. Those are the two. Those are the two. That's, that's how, because appearance is how the world will treat you. Upbringing is how you treat the world. Those are the two things that matter. So if you are biracial, but you look white, and you was raised in a way that you didn't feel any racism, then you're not going to go around going, yo, pro-black this, black black glove up in the air. It's just, it's not going to happen. Don't worry forcing the guy to try and act like that. Anyway, let's get on some Dear Deirdre um, and get get the hell out of here. I mean, I've been rambling on enough. Um, right, let's get on it. We're going to do three of them. Power through. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Boom! Dressed to impress. Wife wore sexy outfit out and us. I worry she may be looking for a fair. Listen, mate, your wife doesn't have to look for an affair. She's a woman. She just can stay in the house. The moment she opens her eyes, there's someone trying to offer some dick to her. Literally dick through the fucking, you know what I mean, the door flap. What's it called? The knocker. You think that's post coming in? It's just penis. She opens her phone. Penis? She opens the cover to get some cereal. Penis! Listen, your woman does not have to go out to find an affair. She just needs to just stop saying no. <laughs> That's it. Moment she just goes up and goes. If a woman had a yes week, she'd have sex all week. If she had a yes week. But you just say yes to any offer. So she doesn't need to go out looking sexy, mate. Don't you worry. She can go out looking like an absolute sack of potatoes and there'll be a guy who's like, I love spuds, I do. Anyway, um, dear, dear G, my wife wore a tiny play suit and thigh-high boots for a night out with friends. It makes me worry she's looking for male attention, maybe female attention. Go on, it's 2022, mate. Don't be such a, you know, bigot. I am 31. She's 30. We hardly go out together and the last time we did, she wore jeans and a jumper. She's gorgeous, but I'm worried that she's starting to get bored of me. She never lets me go out with my mates unless it's during the day and I take our kids a four and two. I love the tactics. She never lets me go out. Grow a pair of balls. That's probably why she's looking for another man. Because you castrated yourself. Can I go out? No. Okay. It means she only lets me out. Shut up. Go out. Go out. Get drunk. Come back and say to your woman, I'm home. <laughs> Get me some dinner. And she's like, who do you think you're talking to? She's like, Get me my dinner. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so turned on, Gary. That I guarantee it, mate, do it. I swear you won't be sleeping on the sofa. Um, so that's my advice to you. Anyway, 
troubled girl. My daughter, 29, won't pay for bills and is abusive to us in our own home. Then kick her out. She's 29. Like, you know what I mean? Jesus. Our daughter has become reclusive, volatile and abusive towards my wife and I. I feel like I have an angry stranger living in our home. Maybe she has mental health issues. Maybe that's something that needs to be addressed. Let's see. I'm 71. My wife is 64. Our daughter is 29. And when she isn't working, she is holed up in her bedroom drinking. She began drinking in her late teens. And that's when she started to withdraw from us. In her late teens, the 10 years she's been doing this. And now it's an issue. Shut up. Now she won't move out to or contribute to the bills. She's accused us of trying to make her sick and shouts at us that we invade her space. It's my space, you daft cow. You don't pay for anything. Um, she will only go in the kitchen when we are in the lounge and insist on keeping her food separate. What the hell is this? We can't have anyone over because she's rude and accuses them of spider her. Please don't suggest we take her to the doctor as she refuses. All right, then bring the doctor to the house. That's my only advice I can give you there, my friend, because I don't understand that you have a 29-year-old teenager in your house. All right? The only reason you can't deal with a teenager is because you can't kick them out of your house because that's illegal. You can't kick your children out. But a 29-year-old, that's an adult. You can give her a flying head butt if you need to. But she does seem like she's actually got some issues uh, with the drinking and stuff, so... um, it's got to be ultimatum time, man. I think that's the thing about being a parent. You've got, you got to have the ultimatum and be willing to flipping lose to try and win. You might have to say to her, look, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to be in trouble, but I think that's what's going to have to happen. Otherwise, what the hell are we going to do? You know? Right. Next one. Next one. And last one. I mean, this. Oh, shout out to all my African listeners who, who drive, because... This person hasn't said they're African. And I doubt they are, because I don't think this would be an issue. But to my African parents, you would have experienced what's happened. I just don't think you would necessarily see it as an issue. Check this out. Taxi service. Mum makes me give her lifts everywhere and never pays for petrol. See, all the African people who are listening to this pod are literally like... Just like clutching their chest. Like, how dare you want to ask your mother for petrol? I think I, obviously, you know, I'm I'm over 70-odd percent West African. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of asking my mum for petrol. Are you nuts? Let's see how fast he's driving. We'll see. Dear, dear G, and the funny thing actually about petrol money is petrol money's not actually that high. That's what I find funny. People are like, yeah, chuck us a tenner. So a tenner. For me to use a tenner of petrol, right, that means you're driving me somewhere that you'd never, you never intended on going yourself, all right? So if you intend on going, divide that petrol cost by half, and then that petrol cost is literally only for the journey there and back. That's it. So the petrol cost, halve it, and that's it. So don't try to fill up your tank and then go and then ask me to pay to fill up your tank, because that isn't the cost of petrol. All right. And don't try to compare it to my alternative transport. Well, we're going to Manchester. The train to Manchester costs you 100 quid. So maybe you just give me 70. 70. So you could drive round for a whole week. Piss off. Our pride, I'm going to take the train. 
And I hope you get a fucking flat tyre. Anyway, dear Deirdre, my mum is driving me around the bend by assuming she can have lifts whenever she likes. I can't assume. But I'm the only one in the family with a car and she constantly offers me up as a driver to family and friends. There you go. That's the pish take. She doesn't try to contribute towards the cost of petrol. And if I ask for fuel money, she calls me a brat. I am a 25-year-old woman and still live at home. There's the issue. Uh, with my mum who's 55 and my 28-year-old brother. I contribute towards the bills every month and pay for everything to do with my car. Bet your brother does nothing. Yet mum decide, mum demands that I take her to see her friends, pick up and drop her off, uh, drop off her sister and take my brother to see his girlfriend. That is mad. I'm often exhausted after a long shift at work and really want to chill out in front of the TV. If I dare object, she goes on and on at me until I cave in. Yeah. You actually might be African. And uh, <laughs> and you've just got too many British friends. So you're aware that you're being abused. But uh, so you're British enough to know you're being abused, but you're not British enough to tell you, I'm pissed off. Um, you know what I mean? So you, 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 you just have to firm it, really. Unless you really want to tell you, I'm pissed off, then you've got to move out. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Uh, where am I gigging this week? Check me out. I'm going to be uh, two places on Thursday. I'm going to be uh, Top Secret at like six o'clock and then in Ballum at the exhibit. Go South Comedy. That's two gigs on Thursday. And then Saturday I'll be at Angel Comedy Club. Pardon, burping there. The Bill Murray. Um, so check me out there. But hey, you want to get some tickets for next week though. The week after, some big shows going on. Uh, big show bangers. Um, in Streatham on Saturday. I'm going to be there on Saturday. Because the, f- the Friday I'm going to be at Stand-Up Club. Just go to darrengriffiths.com forward slash gigs, all right? That's where you see where I'm gigging. Shit, man. Everyone have me listening to all my gigs. Shit. Go there and see it. Anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. Peace.